This week's episode of Aussie Tech Ed is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, TFN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco and keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 707 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on the 17th of December, 2020. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my crazy co-host, Will Tockinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How goes it? Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. Weirdo. That was a surprise I thought I'd throw in. <laughs> Nobody was surprised as you. Right. <laughs> It's uh, probably our last show for the year and all that. And even Glenn, wait, Glenn's not here. Glenn said he was going to be here. What happened? He's here with spirits. I mean, he's here in spirit. He's had too many spirits. And <laughs> I've seen him over in the corner. Uh, Make dear. sure you subscribe, everyone. Only a small percentage of our watchers subscribe. Hit that bell. Click the subscribe and likes. It's, uh, there we go. Yeah, there he is, see? He joined there us. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't look like he's been on the spirit, doesn't he? <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's saying as much as he usually does, so there you go. <laughs> he's that guy who talks really fast at the start of the show, and you can't understand anything what he's saying. Uh, see, I told you I have a spider cage floating around. Ah, uh, you did too. <laughs> Nobody uh, wants any floating spiders. That, that, that's pre-show. to Adelaide from uh, mid-north coast and also west of Brisbane. Ippy switchy. Yeah. How's things uh, going out at Ippy switchy? Um, really, really muggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been wet. My daughter keeps complaining. Just walking around the house, the walls feel like oh. they're wet. The carpet feels like it's wet. You, what you, are you supposed to do? I'm like, you try to write this on is something. what happens and... when you've got humidity. You haven't experienced it really since you've been here. Yeah. And you try to write on something and like it just disintegrates <laughs> under your pen. and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a bit ridiculous, mate. Oh, it's horrible. I'm, I mean, I'm, I've got a fan above me and I've got a fan there. Yeah. They're both going flat out. It's still 29 degrees. Oh, 
Uh, it feels like about 45 with the humidity that's going on at the moment. It's absolutely nuts. Ridiculous, yeah. I got the fan going here and the AC going in the corner. It's on night mode though, so hopefully a bit quieter. But yeah, we had pouring, pouring rain and then stop, and then pouring rain and then stop. It's been going like crazy the last few days. Some places getting flooded up a bit further north. Yeah, well, my dad's in Lismore, um, and it's it. He like they've had a lot of rain. That. Uh, some minor flooding in low in low areas, which always happens there. Yep. Um, major flood warning was was called off. He had about two or three inches of water under his house. He went and it slowed down and sort of ran away. And he said, oh, cool. So he went and had a sleep for a couple of hours. And he come back and there's two foot of water under his house. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so. Coffs Harbour had a sinkhole open up in the middle of town. Yeah, yeah, and so, some of the, uh, there was one I was watching where there was literally, like, the bitumen road for, like, a 10-meter span, there was nothing under it. Like, it just yep. washed out completely underneath <laughs> it. It's crazy. If we're not on fire, we're flooding. It's got to be one or the other extreme. Or dying of some imaginary virus, apparently. Or great big hard water balls smashing through your roof. Yeah, still, still recovering from that one. Yeah, going to be a while. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Itchy is... Um, the... At least you don't have the river coming in your back door, do you? Well, my in-laws do because they had a tile roof, which is still smashed. So they've had oh. like, waterfalls inside recently. Jeez. So... You, you don't want to get one of those water front houses. <laughs> they've got a, they got a water in the front of their house. <laughs> yeah, we're just saying uh, Glenn... Had a bit of flooding happen, was it, a couple of years ago? And he got finally got through all that. Now it's almost happening again. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, oh, it's not as bad this time. It's mostly just, this time it's just runoff. Last time it was actual, like, pooling. Oh, river sink, was in his back door. Low-lying, low-lying areas and stuff. But this time it's basically just, um, he's, he needs to have it set up so that he's got a, a swale drain at the front that, runs on a 45 degree angle it pushes the water down the side of the house because he's got a, a hill block and yep. the house is like off to one side a bit and one side's pretty much empty so he should have the swale drain going across to that side and running the water down the side but because yep. he's on a hill and he's right in front of the gutter as soon as the gutter overflows it just runs right down oh, so nice. it ends up um it, yeah it basically ends up just flooding the house but it also too he backs onto a river so when the water level comes up, if the if it's a high tide, the water's got nowhere to go. Yeah. So it floods from both sides. He's got it coming down the hill and going up the hill. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's what that's the joys of living at the Gold Coast. <laughs> you deserve everything you get. Joys. <laughs> yeah, Glenn said sorry he couldn't be here. He says hi to everyone and Merry Christmas all that. He's gonna try and get on one of the shows, but he did not read that. And... He didn't say Merry Christmas. Read that message properly. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to bring that one up. I'd, didn't you I say uh, translate? Didn't you say Glenn's wish everybody a, wish everybody a merry heist? Yeah, merry heist. So yeah. if you're robbing any banks, uh, congrats. Soon, I hope you have a good time. There's this, there's this good movie you might want to watch called The Italian Job, or, or maybe uh, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, yeah, that only the Ocean's. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> they, didn't they do a casino or something? They've multiple times, yeah. 
Yeah. Ocean's 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> and 8 now. Yep. It's a bit crazy. Mm. Yeah, they're going to... They're rebooting um, Indiana Jones 5. Mm. Something to look forward to. Why do they keep doing these things? They're rebooting it. See, they're... They're going to re- do the nerds. They're recommissioning Firefly. What? I saw it today pop up. Is that Disney? Recommissioning Josh Whedon's Firefly. Josh Whedon's Disney's just doing like everything. 10 Star Wars shows and everything. Well, what was the other one? Um, uh, was I put it on my wall the other day? Hang on, I'll have to go back in a book now. It was, uh, I sent you the message for it. Um, I can't remember now. Something else. They, yeah, and they just... Yeah, they Reboot are. Reboot all the things, right? Pretty much. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Hey, look, I've got an idea for this show. It's about these guys who did that thing. Wait, that was a movie 30 years ago. Yeah, but I've got this great <laughs> idea for this show where they do... <laughs> we got different actors doing exactly the same thing. People going to love it. You know how they just re-release all the old Oh, Mighty again? Ducks. Mighty Ducks, that's right, yeah. yeah. I just got to it in my... <laughs> so nice. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Although this is a bit different, uh, admittedly, it's more. It is actually a continuation because it is actually set like twenty years later. So, it's yep. not a reboot. So th- there's that. <laughs> That's all right. Then. Not uh, crazy. So uh, what are they? What are these people doing down here and up the top? Hey, um, I don't know. That is like putting their names there. I have no control over what happens there. <laughs> Damn hackers! <laughs> all the hacks. So, um, yeah, we've got, you know, we got paid. You can give us money because we're broke and we need it and, you know. Money, money, money. I'm not one to, to ask for money, but give me money. money. <laughs> you know, Basically, we have a Patreon. Um, Patreon.com slash Aussie Techheads. There's a few different tier, tiers there. There's also plans. <laughs> so, for different amounts. Um, they're going to come with various perks and, and things at the moment. Basically, the, the entry-level one just get your name up on the screen and, and stuff like that and uh, if hopefully nobody subscribes to any of the high tiers because then we'll have to actually do things <laughs> <laughs> so but we're going to be reworking that in the new year if things go according to plan and you get a few more perks for your, for your money um, you can you can give us money through um, PayPal as well it'll just contact us if you wish to do it that way which some people do because then you're not linked to a third party anywhere um, or of course you can do it through Kofi as well uh, which is ko-fi um you can find us on there as well right and we do often do things uh yeah i know right uh, we do stuff. we do often do things for for um our supporters in this particular end of this episode actually because that was the deadline and we're running late so i gave you a bit of extra time <laughs> to become a supporter and you will get um so the 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 names we currently have um, you know, such as Kate and um, Bouncing Yellow Skull and Daniel and Amanda and uh, who's our patron? Andrew G, I believe, and um, the few other people that do it. David Bird. Uh, we also have anonymous um, paid people as well. Who, which, if you wish to remain anonymous and just give us money for nothing, that's perfectly fine by me. And then check for free. <laughs> and so what we're going to do is at the end of this episode, I'm going to draw four random names or a random generator that I have, and um, I will send them. I'll get in contact with them, and you'll have a choice of either getting like a um, Carl's Meyer gift card or a Kogan gift card. 
So have fun with yeah, that. So you should have given us money. See, then right you would have got some money. Thank you, and thank you, thank you. Really, it's like a twenty-five dollar card. So you know, you could have supported us for like six months, and you could have still come out in front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See. And you need it for Christmas, <laughs> right? Well, it'll be a digital card, so you'll get it. Yep. You'll get Just it. Forward the email on to whoever you. Can't be bothered buying a present for. <laughs> oh, look, I got you something. I thought of long and hard and decided this is exactly what you need. <laughs> Care of Aussie Tech. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. And a free and a, and really? a free subscription to Aussie Tech Heads. <laughs> <laughs> Just click that subscribe button and don't forget to like us and hit that bell. You can like us, you can unlike us, I don't care. It, uh, it's all makes the algorithm <laughs> work, so it doesn't matter. But uh but yeah, no, we we do thank the people who are who are supporting us. It does make a difference, and um, the money does get used for internal operations, whether it's uh, buying, whether it's software streaming. for streaming, or whether it's one of us needs new hardware components, or whether you know we buy Glenn a new computer it needs for next an Christmas. So he can stream. Uh, you guys think we're joking? Really That's need it for that. The hilarious part is, I wonder how many people listen to it. Oh, yeah, they're just saying that because... No. No, no we're, not, we're, we're not. We're really not. Glenn, Glenn really He's needs... He's got like a 486 or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, he, he's unable to literally open, like, more than three Chrome tabs at the same time, and that's just... It's only a DX4100. <laughs> Man, they were great back in the day. You remember that? Yeah, I could play Duke on that at, like, yeah. 800 by 600 all day. Right. <laughs> And you can play Doom on the pregnancy tester. What what's coming yeah, in the I future? Know. Who knows? There's a guy I was watching. He played Doom on a, one of the scientific calculators, and he decided to see how many potatoes it took to power it. <laughs> and it was like three thousand potatoes powering his calculator playing Doom. <laughs> uh, uh, dear, dear. Everyone knows that I've been raving about my Amiga and having much fun with that with the Go Tech and stuff. Amiga, Amiga Addict magazine has just launched their first episode with Amiga Bill on the cover. So oh, nice. if anyone likes Amiga stuff, given a sub, you can do 12 months. I'm doing digital only just because it takes like six years for anything to come from the UK. But um, I'll download the PDF later and have a read through it, but you can get the actual physical issues and stuff. And everyone knows that I support Free64. If you subscribe soon, you'll get my free game. Toxic Frenzy plus two other games plus other specials coming from Vinny. But, dude but and, re- uh, really, it's, it's really all about your game, me. really. That's that's the main thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is actually one of those things. Uh, kind of, I guess, coming into Christmas, it is sort of something you should think about, like being, um, what do we say, being like this year this being as weird as it is, people don't necessarily need things because they haven't gone through or worn out the things they would normally use. So maybe it is a good time to start looking at subscriptions, whether it be digital or a physical copy. Like I I subscribe to Diod Magazine, D-I-Y-O-D-E, and they're a DIY magazine, obviously. They're very um, reminiscent of the old um, makers' magazines of the past where they have projects and things like that. And... They have a digital and a physical copy you can subscribe. I think it's like $5 a month for the digital copy and $10 a month for the physical copy. Um, and you get the online stuff for free. And, you know, there's heaps of projects and big community there. And there's that. There's a, you know, um, 
a lot of the the, the what they call the um, what's it called the Steam stuff now the um, science technology. Oh, yeah, STEM. STEM. What is it? Science, science technology, electronics. electronics or something. Yeah, something like that. And um, it's quite popular now. Um, there's a Kiwi, one called Kiwi Co or something, which is an American... I was just saying, so many people have signed up for computer sciences in the last year. Yeah. And now it's the future. Um, I think it's Kiwi Co, I think it is. I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, that's it. Kiwi Co. Um, and you can get all these different packs... That for different age groups in different categories, and you know, it helps with the kids, but it's it's also adults. You know, it goes right up into the the suitable for adults as well. And but if you got kids who are like you know hands on stuff, it's a great idea for that sort of stuff. And it's on sale. Maybe you get like thirty percent off. You get like three months free or something. Um, you know, that's another thing. Like, okay, it's, it's you know, it might be twenty bucks a month, but I mean. You could spend twenty bucks a month on Netflix, or you could spend twenty bucks a month on a on a on a STEM kit. You know, like I'd much prefer to spend the twenty bucks, get your hands dirty, build something, have something at the end of it, learn something from it. Twenty bucks on Netflix, yeah, right. It, it, it it's fine, but ninety percent of that stuff you can get elsewhere anyway. And at the Netflix end of the day, Netflix is what you put on when you're busy looking at your phone and need something in the background. Yeah, you know. Um, a lot of these subscriptions, I think, are a great idea, and not not just the subscription itself, the the community that's behind them. So, like, they've all got their forums, they've all got their Discord channels now, they've all got interactive help and online, and it's 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 the giant communities. So, you know, if if you know that, um, you know, you get the the five to eight year old. For example, for Cam, I'd get the five to eight year old science and technology one, for example. Yep. And I know that if I put him on that forum, whether it's on the Discord or whether it's on the forum, and we go through it, it's it's pretty much all kids five to eight, you know, with their parents, obviously. But that's that's basically what it is. And you know, there's all the it's problem solving for there. Kids, and they'll remember it for years to come when they get older. And it gives them life remember skills. How dad, you know. we used to do those things. We soldered them together, and you made a crystal radio. Yeah, you know, I mean, most kids wouldn't even know what a crystal radio is these days. Nope. You know, unless you, unless you help them out. But I think that's that's you know, but that's the sort of thing I'm thinking is going to be quite popular this year, rather than huge amounts of physical gifts because. People just don't need them, or if the kids have been home for the last six months, they've got, <laughs> they've got the Xbox, they've got the subscription, they've got, <laughs> you know, phone and yeah, a so Wii and the, 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 the physical side of stuff isn't really required so much as, mm. as I think just the the potential experiences you can get, whether it's a, um, even in some cases it might be something like you might buy them a toolbox and they can start building their own things or you might buy them um, a, a tent and you know a tent and a, a basic camping like a sleeping bag and stuff like that and they might like to go camping or you know just something that's out of the ordinary but something that creates experiences rather than just if you want to show them some of the old stuff get a Raspberry Pi 400 keyboard <laughs> and put emulators on it and you were saying you were having fun with Cam playing some of the old games well right? yeah we fired up the old what do they call it the Nintendo the reboot thing they did yep. and um, yeah. you know it got started because a couple oh, weeks, a week or so ago I discovered a Mario emulator running on a web browser and it was okay but it wasn't 
Mario. Like, it didn't... Yeah. The little nuances that are in the original game that it didn't have, like, you couldn't slide under tiles that you could, you know, things, just, just little basic things. So, anyway, I fired up the 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 thing today, this afternoon, and Cam's down there, and he's giggling and carrying on and loving it and, you know, playing, what is it now, effectively, what, 30-year-old console, yep. basically. And, um, you know, Excited Bike and Mario and... Um, what else do we play? Ghouls and Ghosts and um, a couple others. Uh, Bubble Bubble and you know, and he's having a great fun with these. What a effectively old game! Like he plays some newer games. He plays Minecraft. He plays um, Live for Speed and a couple other racing games and stuff like and Lego and that. But um, it's an entirely different experience playing a 30-year-old game with a, a square joypad than it is playing, you know, <laughs> these other the games on a, mouse. <laughs> on a, on a you know, PS3 key, you know, controller with analog sticks and keyboard yeah. and mouse. And he's like, oh, when are, you know, he's like, are we playing on the server? Can other people come and join our game? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. explain to him that, you know, it's, that whatever uh, whatever other players are in the game uh, controlled by the computer, they're not real people. <laughs> yeah, you know, and we you didn't have that technology back then. <laughs> can't get your friends to join you, and <laughs> so. Uh, but should we yeah. start on some news? Oh, I suppose so. An Australian regulator sued Facebook, accusing it of collecting user data without permission, building on government efforts around the world to rein in the social network. The HLC said it was seeking an unspecified fine from Facebook for promoting a virtual private network as a way for people to protect their data while secretly using information to pick targets for commercial acquisitions. The lawsuit echoes a landmark US Federal Trade Commission action accusing the social media giant of inappropriately maintaining market dominance by using customer data to decide on takeover targets, including messaging app WhatsApp and imaging sharing app Instagram. There's a link to what the FTC is saying, but they're looking at where well, they're looking at a com competition issue. HLC chairman said, "We're looking at the consumer." The Facebook spokeswoman said the company was always clear about the information we collect and how it's used. I'm sure they are. Well, it just says we collect everything. I mean, <laughs> we collect everything and use it how we want. So. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it says. I mean, it can't get much clearer than that. <laughs> we will review the recent filing by the ACCC and will continue to defend our position in response to this in recent filing, she added. Facebook shut down the VPN product in 2019. Earlier this month, Australia went ahead with, plan went ahead with plans to make Facebook an internet giant. Google pay domestic media outlets for content that appeared on their websites at Sims' recommendation. The Australian privacy regulator has a separate lawsuit against Facebook accusing it of breaching user privacy with a personality test run by political marketing consultant Cambridge Analytica. Facebook is defending that action too. Jeez, they must have a ton of lawyers, make a ton of money. ACCC is also suing Google, alleging it misled users about data collection. Unlike the US lawsuit, which may force Facebook to sell assets, the Australian lawsuit may force the company to change the way it discloses its activities to users. Rather than take the antitrust approach of the only way to solve this is to break it up, it's more, we're going to take the actions that can, we can under existing law and change conduct so it's acceptable to Australian consumers and Australian businesses. I don't think that much is going to change. No, and I mean, if they do, they'll put it, 
You've got to notice Facebook has updated their terms and conditions. Yeah. Click here to read it or just scroll to completely ignore it like you do with all the other terms and conditions that are full of lawyer speak that nobody understands or wants to read. I mean, they've always been open about the fact that they share their data with their, with you know people for to generate ads and they share data with their shareholders and like that. They've never said they don't share data, like, <laughs> you know. If you expect any of these services that are free to not be selling your data to make money. Yeah, exactly. I've got a Sydney Harbour Bridge to sell you. It's rather lovely. It hasn't been used much. It's been painted by celebrities. Yeah, Paul Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't. I don't know. <laughs> it I don't think much is going to come from it. No, it's really not. And I mean, Facebook looks at Australia and goes, "Sure, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll change our well, whole company just for you." This is what I don't understand. Like, what are they going to do? Just not provide the service here? I mean, won't affect there. It'll be a fraction of percentage of their users. <laughs> it's like, and then what? <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. It's like, but Apple's done exactly the same thing for years and years and years. They've, in their iTunes app, it openly specifies that we screen capture your usage. Like it actually says that in there that whatever you're, whatever it's there, it's, it's capturing your data and capturing what you do. But nobody ever reads it. Nobody complains about it. Facebook, photo sharing places are like we have the right to use your photos in advertising or any way we want. Well, so is Facebook. They say that. Yeah, and you it's know. kind of like we own your photos once you upload them as well. That's part of the clause. I mean, the, the, they make their money through data. Yeah. For the only way they can make their money is to sell data, and the vast majority of it gets sold as advertising. So you could pay you know. twenty dollars a month to Facebook. Would you like to change? They could. They can stop selling your data and get rid of the advertising. You could pay twenty. Oh, nobody's going to go to Facebook anymore. Yeah. Exactly. That's you know, and it's the same with um, like Google, like YouTube Premium. Yep. You know, if you pay whatever it is ten bucks a month or twenty, I can't don't know what it's worth. But if you pay for Google Premium, they no longer show you ads. They haven't stopped collecting your data or user statistics. They just don't show you the ads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's no different. So I don't really know what the expected outcome of that was, but. Um, good luck, government. It's just as good as the other one mentioned that article where you're charging Google and Facebook to index websites in Australia that's got news on them. Yeah, pretty much. But it's like the whole, hey, we're charging GST to every person who sells to Australia from outside of Australia now. Yeah. I bet you don't. <laughs> I bet you every single one of those Chinese company goes, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> no, so... Good luck. I don't know. You know, it, it's one of those things. Like, um, one of the YouTubers I was watching did a breakdown of um, statistics between his YouTube premium members, his normal YouTube members, um, and then AdBlock members, like he, the ones that block, you know, run AdBlock to block the the ad revenue. And he was saying that he hopes that YouTube Premium doesn't take off 
because he gets about as quarter about a quarter the amount from YouTube Premium than he gets even if half of his subscribers, which they nowhere near that number, but if half of his subscribers use Adblock, he yep. still gets like three quarters more than if all of his subscribers use premium. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, he's like, that's just another case of them making so much more money out of it. You know, like that they're they're running mid roll ads now in videos. Even if Some you're of not, them, like, go for half an hour and they got ten ads. Well, I mean, that's up to the. A lot of those are up to the the person to put the ads in. But even if you're an like Aussie Tech Ads is a non ad supported channel, we don't get any say. But there are still two ads placed in the middle of the video from YouTube mm. that YouTube get the revenue directly from. Yeah, the the. You the person whose media they're using doesn't get that, you know. Thanks, so. content creators. Yeah, pretty much thanks for just giving us a free platform to make money from. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know. They're all, they're all like that, but I mean, that, that, you know, what do you do? It's not like, I mean, there are other options to YouTube in terms of there are other websites you can upload videos and, and things like that, and even some of them can be um, monetized to a point. But it doesn't have the the throughput of YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. But anyway, it's um, it's. Uh, I think it's going to be like it's going to take another major uphaul, upheaval for YouTube to to restructure. Um, they've gone too far the other way now they've gone from um because they had all this trouble with uh, uh, basically they went from like kids watching adult channels and exploiting kids in videos in other words like having kids in videos and monetizing that and then kids could get money from the ad revenue and blah 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 they did a complete backflip now and they've gone the complete opposite. So, so many popular videos on YouTube have either just stopped making content or they've had to diversify and they've had to start making um, uh, like other things outside of YouTube, whether it's merchandising, whether it's whatever, whether it's yeah. putting subscriptions on a website or... They've had to do these other things to get revenue up now because they can't get revenue at all from YouTube. Yeah. Um, but YouTube's still making money on their videos because they're still running pre-rolls. So <laughs> the video's still getting 10 million views and YouTube's getting two ads per video that's going straight into their pocket. Yeah. You know, so... They don't mind. No. But anyway, speaking of making things... Well, sort of. Um, so over the last few years, 3D printers have really come a long way um even you've got a couple i've got a couple i've got a i've got a delta which is a uh a top print down style i've got a, a cartesian style which is a normal normal um 3d printer you'd see there's also the resin ones now uh, which print, to be really good they are for detail work and stuff like that that you, you wouldn't want to use them as your main printer a lot of the time because they're very expensive to, to run the resin but if you want to make small parts 
or complex componentry um, or things where you've got... No, they're not, no, they're not really faster, but they're they've got um, a lot more inherent strength because they don't do layers like a normal printer does. Oh. They do They do still do layers, but it's not in the same way. They're more like welded together rather than just placed on top of each other. So if you need a stronger component or you need a fiddly component that you can't get to print, or a weird shape or size or style that just you can't get to stick to the bed or you can't get to print properly. They're, they're great. And, you know, what was, well, what, the end of three when it came out, I think it was nearly a $1,000 printer. It eventually dropped down to, you know, 500 or something. Um, the one that I've got, the Delta style, it was $800 when it came out. It dropped down to 300 um, Most of your Anycubics or your um, A8, stuff like that, were you know seven eight hundred dollar thousand dollar printers they're down there around four hundred four to five hundred so for four four hundred bucks you can get a pretty decent quality um semi-reliable fairly user-friendly <laughs> um printer for the home and good christmas present um you know and if you've got a maker they come in really handy for somebody who looks at design things and prototyping or model making and and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. Um, it's good for my daughter for her Dungeons & Dragons. You could make all the pieces that go in the game. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and as I said, the price has come down now for not only the printer, but the the there's so many variations and types of filament and materials. And there's basically something for everybody now in, in terms of printing. Um but you know the Monoprice Select V2, for example, which is only a mini printer. It's only got a uh, like a 200 by 200 by 200 area, so it's only a smaller area. But if you're doing model and stuff like that, it's perfectly fine. And it's like a 200 dollar printer now. Um, but there's this whole new thing has started, and Ford was one of the first major companies to do it. A lot of a lot of machine shops are getting them now, but they're actually printing metals. So they're printing alloys, they're printing steels, they're printing, um, yeah, molten metal now as a thing. Um, and they're using it for not only prototyping a one-off component instead of having to get a big like, giant lump of billet aluminium and putting it through a CNC mill and milling it and drilling it and polishing it. and They literally just print it now. <laughs> nice. Um, so, like, I know... Um, if you want to see an example of that, go back last year and watch Ken Block's, um, I think it was the Mustang they did, or the, no, the Ford Bronco, the truck they did. They actually um, 3D printed the whole inlet manifold and everything for that for them because there was only need, they only needed to do one, you know. Yep. Um, and okay, the machine's expensive. They're, <laughs> they're not exactly a consumer-grade machine, but... They're not that expensive if you consider what they do. You know, you can um, get them for, you know, four or $5,000 for a machine that will print metal. <laughs> Which, yes, everyone goes, oh, but you can print weapons. And you can, and people do, I'm sure. Um, but... They can make weapons out of other things that are not you, 3D. Printed. Exactly. You can, you can look. Hey, look, there's one there. See, you know. Yeah. <laughs> The thing I ate tea with. Um, or you can get a board and put a nail in it. But, yeah, some of the... If you're into design, prototyping, um, model making, uh, R&D, engineering, anything where 
uh, anything where you need to make a, a copy multiple times to refine and go, it's a much, you know, a much more, much more better because that's good English, but it's, it's a much better way of doing it. You're not wasting as much materials. You, you turn around times faster. Um, you know, it's, you know, I guess what I'm saying is that it, it's a good present, not only a present for somebody, even for yourself, but, um, the other thing that can be done is a lot of uh, libraries now have maker spaces and in those libraries a lot of them have 3D printers so you can design what you want to print a lot of the time and take it down to your local library and you can actually print it yep. which is pretty cool now I just uh, helped set up a um, hacker space in Sydney called Robots and Dinosaurs yeah because they had somebody had a really old rundown house and we went through and cleaned it up and whipped a snipper to mowed the backyard and made all this space available so people can bring in 3D printers and what soldering stations and all sorts of stuff. Yep, that's it. So, but yeah, it's just something to, uh, you know, I'm just trying to think of things because we are in the school holidays as well, not just necessarily Christmas, but just holidays in general. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just something that it's very, and it's fascinating to watch. Like I've often caught myself just staring at the 3D printer for like half an hour, <laughs> you know, just completely zoned out. So he'd be interested too, right? You know? Oh, he loves it. Every time I print something or I've got a uh, CO2 laser cutter over there or I've got the CNC, one of the small little CNC mills out in the shed. He loves just standing there watching it. Like, it's just a fascinating thing to look at, you know. Don't look at the laser itself. That's, that's not yeah. <laughs> really a good thing to do, <laughs> but... <No. laughs> But, um, and, and this is my point, like this stuff has come down like a, you can get a little 300 by 200 CNC mill that'll mill out, um, timbers and aluminium and it'll, you know, it's 200 bucks. Once you learn how to use the software to run it, you can cut out stuff and and make stuff. And once again, whether it's model making, whether it's, whether you want to make a, um, something practical, like a lot of people make, um, uh, coasters, for example, like little timber coasters that go under your under your drinks, and yeah, that's it. That box there, that's cut on a CO two laser. Um, you know, I can make I can make that with mine. Actually, probably will be making. But even like uh, that, for example, is your stick mixer. You screw that to the inside of the cupboard, and somewhere suddenly, somewhere you've got you can hang your stick mixer so it doesn't take up an entire drawer to itself. You know, so so many applications for that sort of stuff these days. Make your utensils divider. Yeah, I've actually i did I did make those. I didn't make them very well, apparently. (laughs) Um, You know, but then I mean, obviously, there's practical stuff as well. Like that's a that's an adapter. (laughs) So I've got an adapter that goes that goes to a Ryobi battery pack, and that comes from a um, Black and Decker battery pack so i can use my black and decker batteries in my Ryobi tools yep. you know so there's all sorts of stuff you can do with them one thing i've discovered it whether it's the 3d printer whether it's the cnc whether it's the laser machine they breed creativity because you'll often find something like for example um, with cam we were playing cars and we didn't have we had a, one of those car mats, but we didn't really have a big enough thing. So then I remembered, well, I got a three D printer. I can literally just print three D. I can just just print tracks to run these matchbox cars on. So now we've got 
I've been printing tracks and we can, you know, run his Matchbox cars on tracks and stuff like that now. So that sounds like fun. You know, it's um the the uh, possibilities of you know holidays have changed a lot since I was a kid. Like you know, I had holidays and. We'd either like go fishing, or we'd go for a drive, or it'd be raining, and we'd stay inside and play cards. You know that that was pretty yeah. much like that was about all you had to do. <laughs> but these days, there's yeah, so you much. You can watch some um, YouTube videos on the free Autodesk Fusion 360 and design your own stuff to print. Exactly, you know, and I um, that. yeah, it's it's such a it's such a good feeling when you design something from from start to finish. And you see it on the screen, that's one thing. But then when you then have the ability to make that a physical object that you're looking at and you're touching and feeling and playing with, that's when you you really get excited about the process and then you want more and then you want to go to the next thing, which is why I got the, the, the laser cutter because there's some stuff I want to 3D print, but there's some stuff I want to cut out of, you know, cut out to go. A lot of it is actually to go hand in hand with the stuff I'm 3D printing. Yep. So it's this, it's this, and I'm like the least creative person you'll ever meet in your life. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I've I, seen you on Minecraft. You do some more houses. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't really do creativity. It's not something I'm, I'm really good at. But I enjoy design and engineering and prototyping and manufacturing. Yep. So for me. I see it in my head and it works in my head and I can design it in my head and make it in my head and then uh, then I go on to the practical side of it. And I think Cam's the same. Like he, I'm trying to find the thing he got me to build for him the other day. Um, there was something he wanted to do and I, I just can't think what it was. And he goes, oh, can we make, can we print this thing to make it work? Um, it was a special spanner for something, I think. I can't remember exactly what it was. But we sat down and drew a rough drawing of what he wanted it to look like and then I came in and designed it and printed it off and it's the best thing ever, you know. But he yeah. that was his idea. Like, it was his yeah. creation. And the ability to see, see that through to completion, he was just, like, blown away that, that's, he, he, that he built that, you know. Pretty cool. <laughs> so. You tell yeah. the other kids at school about it. Absolutely. So. And it's not really a story, but it's just... You know, yeah, I'm just throwing ideas out there for for ideas. Emergency responders across Australia will now have access to the geolocation of triple zero calls following the deployment of advanced mobile location technology. Communications Minister on Wednesday said the Australian triple zero emergency call service had begun using AML to pinpoint those in need of assistance. AML is an emergency call-based location service that automatically sends operators an SMS with the best available coordinators of the caller when an emergency call is made. It's native to smartphones running Android 4.1 or higher and iOS 14.3 or higher, though Apple users will have to enable the capability for it to work. The department has been looking at ways to send location data from emergency callers for a number of years, including following a review of the triple zero operator in May 2016. AML was chosen as a preferred solution to provide emergency responders with access to location data following a market testing in August 2016. Technology, which is particularly useful when a caller is incapacitated, is considered around 4,000 times more accurate than previous methods. Until now, 000 operator Telstra used its Push Molly system 
to triangulate the location of calls using cell towers, even in regional areas where coverage is sparse. AML is capable of providing a caller's location within a five meter radius outdoors and a 25 meter radius indoors. Based on deployment of AML in other countries, most calls, about 85%, will provide location accuracy within 50 metres. Telstra has worked with Apple and Google to test AML, as well as Optus and TPG Telecom and emergency service organisations like New South Wales Police and New South Wales Fire and Rescue. The Communications Minister thanked all the organisations that have been involved in delivering AML. AML uses the same location technology that smartphones use to take advantage of every day when looking up directions, ordering food through a delivery service or using a rideshare service. I encourage iPhone users to update their device to iOS 14.3 OS to activate the AML capability when calling triple zero. About time, really. I mean, that's been a thing that's been possible to do for a long time. Like, I know that... Um, <clears throat> I know that uh, in America, for example, they've had the ability to text like 911 for a long time when it's mm. it's um it's done something you know like they've been able to track you from that so yeah certainly um long overdue that time we got it yeah it's uh i i've always wondered when like because sometimes especially if your battery is nearly flat you'd have enough power to send like a text message to triple O. You may not have enough battery to call it. Yeah. But if you could send a text message and say, you know, like ambulance or something to triple O and it automatically sends your coordinates with it, um, I think that'd be, you know, a smart thing. <laughs> I'm just surprised yep, it's yep. taken so long to happen. Especially if you can't talk anymore on the phone, but you could just dial it just well that's the other thing too i mean you may not be able to talk for whatever reason or you're in a situation where you can't talk um just by you know whoever's around you or whatever yeah so that's that's not a bad thing that's for sure um it's uh <clears throat> so i'm just having issues again because this stupid pop-up has decided to start popping <laughs> up again <laughs> I have, me to go on? yeah, for some reason, uh, I have, in ATIs decided that, hey, you need to have this, this random overlay that just pops up on top of everything else, because you don't need to see what's going on underneath there. <laughs> well, you might have so. something to talk about this one that I found. <laughs> what if your electric vehicle could be refueled in less than five minutes? Mr. T, what would you do? Um, probably exactly the same thing I do now. Still not have one. <laughs> <laughs> no plug, no outlet required. The range anxiety that stymied sales of EVs, forget about it. Three EVs could meet these demands and allay concerns about owning an emissions-free vehicle. There's just one drawback. You can only find them in California. Welcome to the world of hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles. FC EVs, a tiny market that includes Toyota's Mirai, Honda's Nexo and Honda Motors Clarity fuel cell. These plugless EVs are the alternative to the battery electric cousins. Drivers can refuel FCEVs at traditional gasoline station in less than five minutes. The 2021 Mirai gets an EPA estimated 402 miles of range on the XLE trim with the Nixo close behind at 380 miles. Neither cold weather nor heated seats deplete the range, another added bonus. 
hydrogen fuel cell vehicles are superior driving machines compared to traditional vehicles, Jackie Birdsall, senior engineer on Toyota's fuel cell team, said. When people hear electric, they only think of battery electric. The battery electric vehicle market is pretty saturated. If we want to have sustainability and longevity, we have to be diverse. He said the uh, 2021 Mirai owners will receive $15,000 in free hydrogen or enough money to cover the first 67,000 miles. It costs about $90 to fill up the car's 5.6 kilogram tank. These giveaways could help change consumers' minds to try an FCEV. Mm. What do you reckon? Well, yes, there is a place for hydrogen. Um, normal consumer vehicles, I don't think so. Just not yet. There's... It, it's complicated, but basically there's there's a bit of stigmatism with um with hydrogen some of it's warranted some of it not so much but it uh it's not uh, they always when they're obviously when they're advertising they make it seem clean cut it's not quite as simple as that uh, plus i mean the the infrastructure's not there even remotely at the moment there is no plan b like with an electric vehicle worst case scenario you do run out of range uh you can just fire you know get someone if you have to go to a house and plug an extension lead in or fire up a generator and and wait for it to charge like there is a, there is a get out of jail free card with that with hydrogen there's not if you if you run out of fuel you're done you you can't do anything about it. There's no hydrogen refueling trucks. Can't get trucks. a jerry can and take it down to the local station and fill no, it up. Exactly, and this is the thing. Hydrogen on demand is different, and hydrogen on demand is a good idea. But once again, it has its limitations. I think hydrogen would be perfectly serviceable for long-range vehicles uh, you, that are already, you know, that would be fine. But I think and buses. For, yeah. Um, there would be enough range in those vehicles to make it practical. Installation of hydrogen points is far more difficult than than putting an electrical point in to charge a vehicle. Plus, you've got... It's very inefficient to store. Hydrogen does not like being highly pressurized, so it's a very inefficient um, storage medium. Like a massive, big... Like one of, say that one of those tanks you see at the service stations full of LPG... Um, those big tanks, I can't remember what they are. They're, you know, 20,000 litres or something of LPG. But that same thing in hydrogen would only be like a 1,000 litres. Like, it just doesn't compress to the same ratio. So your storage is dearer. Your, um, you know, that I like it to some degree. Um, but for the average person, I don't... For... Look, it's one of those things. I don't think it'll ever be as popular as just a straight EV. Um, there is, as I said, there certainly is a place for it, but it's not. Um, it's not going to. It would be suitable probably if you're in a major city, uh, or you you do like you just follow, stay on the major highways, major roads. There's going to be nobody who can service them. Gonna, because it's hydrogen, it's a pressurized system, it's an explosive system. It's going to have to be. Um, only certified people are going to be able to work on it. At least with an EV, most, not most of the things can be worked on by the average person. There's not too much that's scary in an EV, from that point of view, anyway. Um, so if you do break down the middle of nowhere, you know, 
it, it's it's I don't know. It, it may be viable in the future. Um, also, the production of hydrogen isn't as clean and tidy as I'd like you to think it is either. The production of hydrogen is uh, a fairly hungry process in and of its power hungry process in and of itself. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't. <clears throat> I mean, I'm I love EVs, but I'm not. There's still a place for normal internal combustion engines too. Like I don't feel they're outdated yet. I believe there's still plenty of life to, life left in those as well. Um, and there's other mediums that we could be doing to those to make them run better. You could be in, implementing hydrogen as an assist to an internal combustion engine. You could be implementing um, the old school they used to do during the war. They used to run them on methane. They used to run them. You know, there's all these other things that can be done to an internal combustion engine to make it completely you know efficient as well so i don't know we'll see time will tell but the fact that the there's i think i know toyota is there's very very few manufacturers focusing on hydrogen at the moment yeah a lot of that's infrastructure related as well and so there's, this is the infrastructure is just not there yeah. so um but yeah, so um, in the chat, uh, Raiders, yeah, the uh, yeah Mark Rogers is great. Uh, his Glitter Bomb 3 he's just released. He does every Christmas. If you haven't checked out his Glitter Bomb videos, he just dropped the new one. I think it was yesterday or today. The new one's just coming out. It's hilarious. Um, and uh, what was that about? Uh, what Three Words? Yes, What Three Words is great. I do have my What Three Words written down. Um, it's... Not many people know about it. I don't think it's taken off as much as people would have liked it to. But it's it's quite literally, um, it's basically broken the world up into three by three meter grids, and every grid has um, so a street address, especially if you've got a property, is not super accurate because it could be a thousand acres, you know. But if you have the what three words, which is literally broken up to a three by three grid, you can click on that particular grid and it'll give you three words. So it might give you, um, I don't know, let me just pick a random location here because it is so super accurate. I can't <laughs> be careful where I actually do it. Let's do Ipswich because it's like my closest major town. Um, where are we? So if we go to, say, there we go, middle of Ipswich. Let's pick where the shopping centre is here. So I could go say, um, oh, what happened there? Oh, okay, don't click that button. That's a bad button to press. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Okay, let's go to the hospital. So if you wanted to actually go, like, the hospital has an address, obviously. So the Ipswich Hospital address is, you know, whatever it is, um, Kemsford Avenue, you know, West Ipswich. Or I can literally take you to the emergency entrance driveway by simply telling you, um, <laughs> that's ironic, improving pills typist, um, <laughs> literally takes you to the driveway of the emergency room of the Ipswich Hospital. So if you went to, uh, what three words, you typed in improving pills typist, it would literally take you to that exact spot. There's within a three by three deviation. So, it's uh, yeah. Integrate that into emergency phone calls. 
Uh, I believe some emergency services, I don't know if they are or are talking about using it. Um, it's a really, I know, like... The car's broken down, sir. Where's it at? Uh, chicken microphone television. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what? Um, I, I don't think, like, they're, they're definitely not in Australia, that's, that's, that's for sure. But, um... I'm sure there would be some countries that are advanced enough, like somewhere, especially somewhere that has a lot of open places like America or really obscure places. You know, you think you think of the terrain in Iceland or, you know, Antarctica. You know, I'm just making stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm next to that, that or the, the you know, middle of the desert. I'm near that sand dune that's, that's over there. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I can see a tree, but it might be a mirage. Yeah, that's it. You know, but you could, you know, like, it's it's amazing the concept behind this. It's literally just gridded up the entire world into a three by three, and then you can click on, um, you know, you can find where you are. Which, if you're using your phone, obviously, it would automatically know where you are because it would use the GPS data to. The reason they use a three by three grid is because that's the accuracy um, of the public GPS is approximately three by three meters. Um, but you could go, oh, look, I'm stuck in the middle of the Simpson Desert, but I'm at Destinations Disgraced Masters. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be able to figure out where it is. So It's pretty cool. I, I do like that idea. But, um, I, no, I mean, hardly, any, hardly anybody even knows about it. I remember playing with this ages ago, actually. Um, and I, I was surprised. It came up in the chat by uh, Raiders actually mentioned it, but... I'm really surprised anybody's even heard of it. I had forgotten about it, to be honest. It's been that long since <laughs> I've even heard anybody mention it. Um, Google has yet another outage. Oh. Um, they didn't spend a lot of time this time saying why. Um, but basically, they say the, the crux of the issue now tagged as Google Cloud Infrastructure Components Incident 20013. Uh, it was reduced capacity for Google Central Identity Management System blocking any services that require users to log in. Um, the root cause is an issue in Google's them. automated storage quota management system, which in turn re reduced the capacity of the authentication system. So, basically, yeah, the storage system just pulled the data out from the login system. You don't need to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, that's pretty much what happened there. Um, Somebody was saying, whichever coder did a git revert on that one, we, <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs> so, but it's their third uh, incident in... Uh, yeah, even uh, Gmail was out a bit today. Yeah. The third incident in two months. Um, it wasn't as long as the five hours that Amazon Web Services were out for a couple of weeks ago. Oh. Um, I might have to stop paying Google all this money for my Gmail and YouTube and stuff. And Mark, yeah, that's it. <laughs> they're not spending it very wisely. Yeah. And uh, Microsoft, all that money they're making from our podcast, man, they should be able to have a good system by now. That's it. All those millions Maybe millions three computers. <laughs> it's at least two second hard drives. Yeah. <laughs> if um, we can broadcast from the future, that's it. Come on. The uh, Microsoft's Azure outage happened. Uh, was it a few weeks ago as well on three six five? But apparently. The way, the way this article is written, um, 
they all seem to be happening in a very similar fashion. They all seem to be um, storage errors in the logon servers, which basically uh-huh. means that it doesn't know you need to log on because there's no data to tell you that you need to log on. <laughs> so the cookies are correct. The cookies see that you're logged in and it's doing its job to log you in, but the system doesn't know to request the cookies because there's no data coming through the login p- protocols. Uh-huh. And then if you do, things like the captures don't work because there's no data on what the capture's supposed to be. So you can oh. never get the capture right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the, apparently all the, all the, in the last three or four months, well, the vast majority of the outages have all had a very, very similar premise. And it's across multi-platform. So it makes you wonder, you know, they've all got their own storage. Google's got storage. Amazon's got storage. Microsoft's got storage. Like they've all got their own major storage systems. That they've all had a very similar problem. So does that mean they're all, at the end of the day, using the same storage management software? Seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> You know, so it just seems a bit weird. It's that evil free Linux software, I bet. Oh, uh, it, it, it's Linux's poor Only cousin. hackers use that. It's Linux's poor cousin. It's probably Unix. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Unix fault. <laughs> well, for my last one, maybe you're feeling nostalgic for a classic James Bond film following Sean Connery's passing away, or perhaps you're simply feeling a gap given that the next film, No Time to Die, pushed back to April 2021 or beyond. Either way, you can now binge a sizable selection of the James Bond collection completely for free with ads from YouTube, Peacock, and Pluto TV. You can also find most of the films on Hulu and Amazon Prime this month, though you'd have to pay for those subscriptions, and Netflix has Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and three Pierce Brosnan flicks, including Goldeneye. So if you want something to do these holidays... Go catch up or binge watch all of your um, favourite James Bond movies. <laughs> I was watching... What was the one I was watching today? The one with... Uh, I can never remember his name. The, the only ever did one. Um, Roger, not Roger Moore. Um, Timothy Dalton? Timothy Dalton, yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's right. That's why I only ever did one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 one was enough the only other movie I've ever I think it was called Moosehead or Moose Moose something uh, let me quickly look it up it's the only other movie I've been able to sit through that he's actually been in ah. um, yeah uh, wait <laughs> it doesn't even come up <laughs> um, that's interesting <laughs> Didn't um, exist. You dreamt it. No, I'm sure it exists. I had it on. Um, had it on How video. How many wild turkeys did you have before this? I had it on video CD. <laughs> that's how I know it exists. <laughs> okay, that's not what it's called. They've got it down as saltwater moose. Maybe it was. Uh, it's been. I only ever watched it once, well. and it was a long time ago. Let's <laughs> see. The salt saltwater moose. If it's on VCD then that would be it <laughs> yes it's on VC okay so that's the movie <laughs> 1996 <laughs> yeah so there you go that's any other movie I remember him being in so I don't know what, I don't know what that's saying about him but 
Yeah, I don't mind. I, I go through stages with Bond. I just don't want to know about it for... Months. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to know about it for months. And then all of a sudden... Or years, really. Yep. And then all of a sudden... Um, I'll watch it for... You know, I'll sit down and just watch basically every movie from one to the other, from end to end, over a weekend or whatever. I find them weird like that. I do with Harry Potter. Like, we hadn't watched Harry Potter for ages and then watched, like, sat down and watched all of them and then we'll watch another day. Um, oh, something obscure that I probably shouldn't have been watching, some weird movie that I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't stand. The, and I'm like, that, like, oh, man, I didn't like that movie last time I watched it. I'm going to watch it this time and see if I like it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I mean, sometimes yes. Sometimes I'll change my mind on a movie, or yeah. I mean, oh, I've watched this movie thirty times. It's brilliant. And like, no, watch this. This isn't the movie that I'm sure this is different. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie I've got. It's called. It's gone to sixty seconds. It's the original one from from the late seventies. Not not the Nicolas Cage one. The guy's called H.B. Malachi. The guy who designed it, and made it, shot it, acted in it, wrote it, edited it. <laughs> it did like pretty much everything um, and there's one version that I've always known I grew up with it like on on, on Betamax and then I got yeah. on a v- VCR and then it was the first movie I got on DVD and then um, it was the first movie I downloaded and then recently they've had it on one of the sites I used to watch streaming um, streaming videos yep. and it's a different version I'm like wow because I've always had the director's cut. I didn't realise I'd only ever had the director's cut. Oh, okay. This was the original non-director's cut, and it's like 15 minutes shorter. Yeah. And I'm like, that. Where's the rest? That's not the the, the like the two coolest parts of the movie are missing. <laughs> <laughs> so, nerdy. But it's weird how just having whether it's a minute or 15 minutes different in a movie completely changes the way a movie can can come across. Yeah. Now, it's like Titanic. I watched a three-minute trailer of it and it was fantastic. And you watched the movie. <laughs> I watched a four-and-a-half-hour version of the movie and it wasn't... So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that, that... That's not that long of a movie. It's really not. It just feels, it feels really, yeah. really long. Oh, Any more for you? Um, just quickly, they've just updated the iOS 14.3, has just come out, didn't fix a lot of the issues that the previous version had, and has introduced some new bugs, a couple of them are, um, a couple of them are new, they actually managed to introduce a couple of new ones, nothing major, more just annoyances like the messaging, um, function doesn't work properly a lot of the time notifications just won't come through whether it's messages or emails or sms's just they just don't push um so often you'll have to go into your messenger app and just see if there's literally anything there because they don't come through uh apparently the battery drain issue has actually been made worse Jeez, <laughs> oh, good one um so it but it doesn't show itself straight away it takes like a dozen recharge cycles before it rears its head yep um 
so yeah, it's just a few minor things that are that doesn't have any practical. It was supposed to fix the issues they created when they rolled the last one out. It hasn't really done that, and it's introduced a couple others. So you but might want to just AML for your triple O call. You may just want to be holding off a bit on the uh, on the iOS updates. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, that's about it, really. Thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Hedge show broadcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Also now at patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, sign up for $4 a month, $10 a month, or from several other tiers. See the site for details. Wow, and coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Make a one-off donation of any size. Email us, Glenn Will Warlock at AussieTechHeads.com.au. You can hear Aussie Tech Heads on AussieTechRadio.com, 24-7 back-to-back play of some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand. New shows added each Friday. Have a great Christmas, and we'll see you next year sometime. Probably, maybe, if you're really, really unlucky. <laughs> if you're good, Amber <laughs> will tell, you, tell us. That's it. See you later.